This is Back of House News, where we cover the biggest restaurant and food service industry headlines. It's Thursday, May 19th. I'm Claudia Sarek. This week, we discuss ghost kitchens and the growing trend of new brands using virtual concepts as a stepping stone towards a brick and mortar. For more details, we go to Back of House reporter Grace Dickinson. Hi, Grace. Welcome back. Thanks, Claudia. Good to be here. So we know that during the pandemic, there were a countless number of existing restaurants that began looking for ways to create additional revenue streams. And we all saw virtual concepts really start to boom and become popular. But now we're seeing brands working in reverse. So tell us a little bit about that. Right. So now that indoor dining numbers are ticking back up, we're starting to see more and more of these new to the market brands launch first out of a ghost kitchen. It's essentially a way to test the waters for a concept before opening a brick and mortar. I spoke with one operator, Robert Molesky. He runs a pizza spot out of Chicago, and he Mm -hmm. simply said he couldn't get the financing to open a brick and mortar, so he went the ghost kitchen route. And that's a similar story to many operators who go this route. Molesky says he was actually able to build the finances he needed out of the ghost kitchen in just six months. Wow, that's amazing. So I suppose that means that with lower upfront costs of labor and overhead, there's a clear, obvious appeal to starting out of a ghost kitchen instead of brick and mortar. But what are some of the other main advantages of going this route? Cost is obviously a major factor, but you can also get up and running generally a lot quicker with the ghost kitchen through bypassing things like the license process process and inspections. Ghost kitchens also often help with equipment and then also the maintenance and cleaning of that equipment, which, you know, takes a lot of time and money off of your hands. But Mm -hmm. in general, most operators I spoke with who did go from a ghost kitchen to a brick and mortar say that the biggest benefit is really being able to test your concept in the market. You can get feedback and then tweak your menu items based on that feedback and work through some of those growing pains before taking on that larger commitment of an actual physical restaurant. And really, essentially, there's just less risk involved all around. Yeah, that's interesting. On our other podcasts, So You Want to Run a Restaurant, so many of the restaurant owners and operators across the country that we interviewed talked exactly about this. They were able to test out a really well-selling item and then see if they could run with it or do something really creative with it. Hmm. So that makes sense. Um, Let's talk about the disadvantages. So virtual restaurants obviously don't give you much of a public-facing presence. So can you talk a little bit about the downside to this? Exactly. I mean, in my research, I did speak with two partners who said they actually wish they never went the ghost kitchen route. They felt like they didn't leave with a lot of value in terms of the money they made and also the brand growth. And they said something like a food truck may have been more beneficial, which we know traditionally before the pandemic was a more common stepping stone to a brick and mortar. Unless you already have a sizable social media following, it can really be challenging to draw in that fan base with a ghost kitchen. You're often relying upon these third-party apps where you're one among many, and if you end up on, let's say, page 15, then few customers are ever going to find you organically as opposed to just maybe walking by a brick and mortar and going to see who you are and checking you out that way. You can pay these third-party apps to rank higher, but generally these apps are already taking a notable amount from your top line, so it becomes sort of a frustrating situation for a lot of operators. Mm -hmm. 
And then another thing to consider is when you're looking at the actual cost of rent for a ghost kitchen, you're often paying a pretty high premium on the actual square footage that you're working out of because these are often really tight spaces. And so you're paying that sort of in exchange for the convenience and the low commitment that you get. Yeah. So it sounds like it may come down to just simply weighing your priorities and the existing presence of your current brand against everything else. Right. And even if the ghost kitchen concept does work for you, there are always limitations. Molesky, who runs that pizza shop out of Chicago, Mm -hmm. he eventually got to the point where he felt like his growth was being stifled, and that pushed him even quicker into a brick and mortar. Within a year, he felt like he needed a larger space because he simply couldn't make more pizzas to meet the demand. And he also Mm -hmm. wanted to go more at his own pace. With ghost kitchens, you're often paying by the hour. And as Molesky puts it, you kind of feel like you're in frantic mode all the time. And he simply wanted a space that he could make into his own. But that was really, you know, his goal all along. Molesky says he is ultimately really happy with the decision to start out of a ghost kitchen. And as we can see, it worked for him. And he says if you're willing to really market yourself on social media, it's an option he'd recommend to most entrepreneurs. Yeah, that makes sense. I'll be really curious to see how this trend progresses throughout the year and and next year as well. Thanks so much, Grace. Good to be here. Self-declared foodie? Curious about what makes some restaurants have staying power over others? Are you wondering what type of person it takes to make your favorite spot thrive day in and day out? If so, check out the So You Want to Run a Restaurant podcast to hear interviews with the best restaurant innovators in the industry. We tell the stories of how they built their restaurants and what they're seeing coming next. Listen to So You Want to Run a Restaurant wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for this week, folks. Bye-bye.